Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hola. And Benny. Hello there. Guys, we've got a lot to talk about this week, including crap. Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. Whoa. I'm pumped to talk about that. Uh, but let's catch up on what everyone has been viewing on their televisals this week. Tell me, guys, what glorious films have you been watching? Or TV shows. I had a I had a few days off and managed to watch um, fifty episodes of Dragon Ball Super. Christ, wow. <laughs> which which I had not um, had not delved into yet. The the English dub had just come out, and yeah, sorry, Japanophiles. I mean, I like the English dub. I grew up with it. Um, it's uh, yeah, I, it's as it's as good and as bad as Dragon Ball Z ever was. It's fine. I'm enjoying it. Don't, you can't say that, man. Dragon Ball Z is gospel. <laughs> Sacred. Yeah, it's, well... It's this, the way um, I live my life is through that. that a, lot, a lot of screaming and <laughs> standing around for a while. Um, yeah, the new the new Dragon Ball Z uh, fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, that looks just, insane. Fuck, it looks so cool. It got me so hyped, so I finally jumped onto Super. And yeah, I'm digging it. Um, I also finally watched um, one you guys saw ages ago, Lights Out, the, the horror film from David F. Sandberg. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, really liked it. Thought it was very cool. Um, I was just, it as scary? Did you get like the visceralness of it through, uh, you know, the the TV setting? Because in the cinema, that was... It was freaky. Freaky AF. So I watched it with someone who's not very good with horror films at all. And I find doing that is a lot like drinking alcohol. It doesn't matter how much you drink. If there's someone drunker than you, I feel sober. So when there's someone watching a movie and they're super scared, I'm just kind of having a good time and I don't well, get Because it's scared. funny to watch and be yeah. scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I definitely found it creepy, but I, the, the original short film scared me a lot more when I saw that years ago. That, um, that first scene is still really intense, though. Like, that's... Well, yeah, that's pretty much just the short film. Yeah. Again, um, the last shot from that short film is, like, etched into my head. Mm. Um, really liked it. The ending, um, I remember reading about how controversial it was when it, when it first came out, and yeah... Um, I think they really fucked up on that. Reading about what the original ending was before they trimmed the last ten minutes. Um, it's an interesting story. Now, can you think, can you run through that? I don't. I don't think we need to delve in it oh. into it. I, I was interested. I just I haven't I haven't heard it. We can talk about it off the pod. Okay, <laughs> we'll actually right. talk to each other once. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll send you. No, no, a, no, can, you, I, can you, I get your phone number? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the rules. Once this part is done, then that's <laughs> no, no, look at no each other. communication here, until yeah. we. <laughs> It's the blood oath of yep. the podcast strikes back. Um, so that was a good one. I also well, saw... Just quickly on that, yes, one okay. thing I liked Holy about crap. Lights Out was the mechanics of the creature mm. was very well um, put together, articulated, and uh, presented because mm. that's, a, that's a thing that I like. I like things to be watertight in movies. Yeah, it felt like it really kept to its own rules, yes. which was nice. I really liked that. And it played around with it a lot in yep. interesting ways. Um, also, the, the boyfriend character was like the best horror movie boyfriend ever <laughs> like he, he shows up and he's like this guy's gonna die straight away and then the movie goes on and it just does really cool things with him i thought that was fantastic mm. um i also watched uh, greta gerwig's ladybird um big uh big award season contender um starring sarah sharonin who say i yep sarah sarah hannah um yeah i love her really really awesome film um it seems to be resonating um, amazingly with with female audiences i was in a, a crowd of like 500 almost all women um who were just loving it and um it didn't um 
you know, it didn't resonate with me on that specific level, although it did have a bit of Catholic school stuff, which took me back in a lot yeah. of ways. But a uh, really cool film, and I highly recommend it. Okay, cool. She's still relatively young, isn't she? 23, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, what? She looks like a really? woman. Because well, yeah, well, Hannah, she was young. She was a child, yeah. Young, young. She was a kid. Oh, wow. I only okay. put that together the other day. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Why, why does it ever make me feel old? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. George? I've been. Uh, I haven't really watched too much this week, but I I uh, needed some filler uh, on a sort of a midweek evening, and I chucked on some Brooklyn Nine Nine. That is a killer show, man. It's good ah, stuff. finally coming to the table, George. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's just a good show to chuck on. You can plow through three episodes in an hour or so. Easy. Um, and it's super easy. And te- it's I don't almost, know. It's almost twenty minutes shows work. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah uh, <laughs> carry the one, uh, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a good show, man. Mm. It's just um, so. Are you great watching cast. it from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. The, the cast. This is the first time you've watched. Yeah, it, right? yeah. So yeah. does it change? Is there? Like- I, I fell off it. I I got a little tired of it eventually. But the um, casting stays pretty much the same. Um, but I think they they start to do some interesting things with the characters. Yeah. Um, particularly in the last season, there's some there's some actual kind of arcs with the characters that are significant. Um, but yeah, yeah, it 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 it's one of those shows that's just easy to watch. Yeah. Um, I will always be able to put on a, a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode and enjoy it. Yeah. Terry yeah. Crews and Terry Crews, man. Hell yeah. With his um his brother in law. Uh, oh, uh, Tiny Terry. Tiny Terry. <laughs> Sorry, Tiny Terry and his pickles. <laughs> um, How about you, man? Yeah. I did the very uh, very similar thing. Um, haven't watched much, but kind of midweek wanted to put something on. You're making me feel bad about watching 50 episodes of Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus hey, all that should. other shit. I got to, I got to 46 because that's how many had been in, dubbed into English. And then I was like, I've got yeah. access to the next to some Japanese episodes. I've got to get to 50. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if nothing else, just for the brag. Yeah. Um, no, just to, there's a, like, a yell for help. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rick and Morty, when he's just singing, be like, help me, help me. I'm not joking. Help me. Yeah. Uh, and we never listened. This is not a dance. <laughs> um, let me out. Let me out. I, yeah, like I said, I did a very similar thing, just not with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I did it with Black Box. Oh, oh yes. son. Holy crap, that is pure gold and one I go back to every 18 months, two it's, years. It's just, it's it's funny. It, it is quintessential, I realize this, it's quintessential um, uh, British humor. Yeah. Because I was watching it with someone that I think hasn't really been exposed to British humor, is not kind of in the know with like the subtleties of it. Or yeah. Not even subtleties, <laughs> but like the... I guess nuances. I don't know. Nu- nuances it's got a different flavor than yeah. American humor. They, they sound so, yeah. Um, but, uh, and it kind of brought into stark contrast how weird British comedy is. Um, we were watching the uh, Dave episode, uh, Dave Syndrome episode. Oh, with the heat? Yeah. yeah and yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a truly bizarre episode <laughs> out of the context of the, uh, of the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, Dylan Moran um, and Bill, Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey are yeah, and Fran. I can't remember. Yeah, and Fran. Apparently, she's in a new show with uh, Matt LeBlanc. That's, uh, she's meant to be very funny in. Um, they're a great trio. Oh, they're they're Amazing, just yeah. so good, and it's so perfectly played out. Like I don't think I've. I think the reason I enjoy um, you know Bernard Black as this alcoholic, uh, you know, just 
disheveled man is because I'm pretty sure Dylan Moran is just this alcoholic, <laughs> yeah. disheveled man. His stand-up is fantastic. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon him and Bill Bailey are just basically playing themselves <laughs> in that show. They, they essentially are. It's, it's it kind of crazy. The, well, I think one of the best ones to start with with that show is The Grapes of Wrath. That's like, that's like episode three. You might as well just start with one. Why do you always make people start midway? <laughs> because I don't think episode one is the strongest episode. But you're not meant to start on the strongest episode. Because then if you start on the strongest episode, some people, everything after that is less I, than. But then how many people are going to drop off and George, say, uh, I didn't George, enjoy that? Your, I your, put your, the- your tactic, George, is how do I, if I have people at my house... How do I get them sucked into this? Yes. How do I trick people into liking this show by showing them the best it yeah, can be? Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. so disappointing because once you then no, because watch then the you rest appreciate it, the other ones because you get the characters, you get the flavor, that's you what get the, the pilot idea. Episode is meant to do. You wouldn't trust me if you watched. If you Grapes you tell me you tell me the number of shows where the pilot episode is the best episode. It never is, but yeah, that's exactly. not the point of a pilot episode. You're never meant to have the f- best one be the first one. That's but just especially not, in a serialized show. Like, Which one's the Grapes of Wrath? The Grace of Wrath is the one where they um they house sit and um, oh my god, master! Genuinely, it is right. one of my favorite episodes, oh. but you can't start there. Old, old dusty bottles, <laughs> old dusty bottles, the new ones, with <laughs> yeah, price yeah. stickers, nine ninety nine. I love the um the piano one that we're um oh, yeah three blind so mice. Good. Yeah, holy so crap. Good. Bill Bailey inside that piano. Oh, oh. And please, the, the, what about a duet? Please. <laughs> but the visual comedy in that show is so great. It's yeah. spot on, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, look, I, I, I think we need to settle this. If you're going to start a series like this, I think you need to start at the beginning because I guarantee you, if you just came in at Get Rapes of Wrath, you wouldn't enjoy that episode as much without having that introductory episode to allow you to understand the dynamics of the, that trio. And I think that first episode that introduces those dynamics so excellently. I, I just don't think you can come into the middle of a season and understand the dynamics as well as, as you do. As long as you follow through and watch the whole season and not go, Oh, I didn't really but enjoy the first that episode much. It's funny. Me. Like it's, it's still good. It's not like if you're not hooked by that. And you for know, me, that's one of my least favorite episodes. And I've watched through that series probably 10, 15 times. George, I, mean, I think, yeah. I think maybe you've been burned a few times by, by sharing a series you love with someone. And they've watched the first episode and been like, it's not for me. And you're like, Fuck, I should have I feel like I should have shown them a different like, episode. Well, do you know why? Because like for something like The Mighty Boosh, for example, I saw that first on SBS. Mm. Nobody showed me that. And that was just a random episode. Yeah. I think it was the um uh the the Hitcher episode. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. Yeah, that was an episode one. Black but Bush. it still roped me in and then I went and bought you know, the DVD I, and watched Black Books the Mighty series. Bush. I started like mid series for both exactly. of them. Exactly. It's not yeah. like where the plot's continuing yeah. through. There is a thread. Yeah. But it's like each episode is in of itself its yeah. own thing. I think I'm thinking of just, you know, um I'm mean, introducing someone to Star Wars, but I think I'll just start with Empire. Because that's the best one, right? Yeah, but there's a continuation in story there. <laughs> You like Brooklyn Nine Nine? You could start with any episode in a, that, and you get it. There's a continuation of story within yeah, Black Box as well. There, oh, yeah, there is. A very, very thin one, but very thin. Yeah. Anyway, onto the news. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so side. <laughs> side <laughs> let's let's was, let's talk about something that won't make us fight. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was just a little to, warm up. Yeah, <laughs> that was meant to be such a nothing. Like that was meant to be such a. Oh, I just I happened to Here's watch something Black everyone Box. will agree yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Moral so, of the story is you have to watch the pilot every time. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> so this is this is an interesting story. Our first story is around the comments made by David Yates in regards to Dumbledore's sexuality. Um, and this has caused quite a stir among Harry Potter fans. Um, 
I think there's a, a common thread coming out now where I'm becoming less and less tolerant of fandom in general because mm. I feel like this is Get such hard. a uh, an overreaction to to such a nothing. No, so, I completely so, disagree. So, completely hold, disagree. Run, run, run us through it. All right, I'll, I'll read the little blurb. Um, ask whether Dumbledore's uh, known sexuality would factor into Fantastic Beasts 2. Director David Yates said, not explicitly, but I think all the fans are aware of that. He has a very intense relationship with Grindelwald. Gr- do it again. Grindelwald, um, when they were young men, they fell in love with each other's ideas and ideology and each other. He's a maverick and a rebel and he's an inspiring teacher at Hogwarts. He's witty and has a lot of edge. Um, he's uh, this elder statesman. He's a really kinetic guy and opposite Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. They make um, incredible pairing. Took a That's few, his took a few liberties there. I did. <laughs> he's not this elder statesman. Uh, um, what, did, what did you say? Oh, he's. Oh, yeah, he's not this elder statesman. Yeah, yeah. good point. He's a, he's a rebel. He's um, a young. He's a young forty-year-old. <laughs> made sense if he was an elder statesman <laughs> and a rebel. Um, I was just trying to get through the the blurb. Um, yeah, look, I for me, uh, I personally. think that this is personally. This is people trying to find something to like. I mean, what do you what do you want? Like. You know, I don't know what they want from Dumbledore for him to come out in a multicolored rainbow suit and and start, you know, flicking around the wrist or anything. But like, that's not that's kind of what he does in some of the movies. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> but that's that. I mean, that's not really what uh, number one what the character is, particularly in his older days. But also, that's just not you know that that's such a characterized or a, a cartoonish idea of what gay people are. Like, I don't know how they want. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's asking for like rainbows and like a Mardi Gras parade. But that's what I'm asking. Like, what do people want? Okay, like, so this is my this is my my take on it. So, yeah. three months after, I believe it was three months after the final Harry Potter book came out, J.K. Rowling put out a thing that said Dumbledore is gay. Is gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I was I was really into that. I I, I think that, and that made sense. Like, it wasn't explicitly said in the novels, but hey, we were seeing an older Dumbledore in a different part of his life and this was his past and it kind of made sense. And I was like, yes, this is fantastic. Now that Fantastic Beast is coming out and they actually have an opportunity to show like a younger Dumbledore and this movie has in the title Grindelwald, who was the guy that he w- w- had a relationship with of sorts when in his youth. You have an opportunity here to explore that and you, you say... And and compounding that is J.K. Rowling is writing the script for this film, uh, and they said not explicitly going into it. And I'm like, this is a cop out, man. This is a cop out, and it's a PR stunt. If she's not going to follow through on it and say Dumbledore's gay, and then not put it in the movie when there's a clear opportunity here. But she's for not me, saying that's a cop out. Can I jump in? Can I jump in? Can I jump in? Because because she's got on Twitter about this as well. Yeah, I've seen um, that. So yeah, there. I think um, it's so hard without knowing what this movie is going to be about exactly and knowing where it's going to go because because this is um, obviously set after their relationship, um, so we don't know exactly how it's going to delve into it. Um, he's, he's like the only word we have is not explicitly, so we mm. don't know what that means exactly. And J.K. Rowling has come out and said, um, you know, there's more movies. There's like, what, three, four more three movies more after, after this, this three more after yeah. this one, yeah. Um, and I believe there are going to be even younger versions, if it's only flashbacks or whatever, of both Grindelwald and Dumbledore. So I would be surprised if it doesn't delve into it a little more later on. Yeah. But, and what um, a great reveal would that be? 
I mean, if you're building it up in terms of a story, why, why, like, if you have these two characters opposite each other that are, are meant to, at the end of the day, fight, why wouldn't you have that reveal at the end? Yeah, they don't want to blow their stack too early. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so, I think this is such a people are just jumping so, on the bandwagon. Trying so, if to be they do, heroes. if they do put it in, fantastic, fantastic. Um, and that's the story that needs to be told, in my opinion. In my opinion. If they don't put that in in one of these 18 Fantastic Beasts <laughs> films, then I will say yeah. you guys are pussies and you guys see, have actually is, let you have let me down as a Harry Potter but this, fan. But this is the thing. And this is like, so for me. But I feel let down by the series in general. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know already, I you're already coming pretty hard at this. You know where I stand with this. But like, so just in, all right, first of all. But I agree, his, people his, are jumping his, on the bandwagon. Like, yeah. they, they haven't, let's see the movie, let's yeah. see what happens. His sexuality throughout the, the, the original series never interested me, one way or another. Like, it just, it doesn't, no. you could tell me he was gay, pl- polyamorous, like, it just doesn't matter to me. He's, he's Dumbledore, he's the, I could you say know. Dumbledore is polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it doesn't matter to me. I agree that it's, it's something that you can explore in an earlier, in a, you know, kind of a younger one, but it's, it's certainly not, from my understanding, the main um, story in this film. Like, I just don't know how you would... The how crimes you would... of Grindelwald, like, But the, but the, the relationship happened, like, so the whole point is that Dumbledore um, avoided a confrontation with Grindelwald for ages. And, the, uh, like, I just don't know, understand, like, in my head, there's nothing wrong with, at least in this film, not explicitly... Um, you know, going into that side of his life, like there's just no, there's no. What if Grindelwald? Reason. What if Grindelwald was a female, for example? And let's say Dumbledore had a relationship with this female. Would it be explicitly said or not? I don't. I, uh, and who knows? Who knows on the story? But, but like, but I, I think like you, if you tell the be, story, you can. It's not like you can't put this that is, in. But this I guarantee is, you, people uh, wouldn't be having a, a, a fucking. Um, cry about it if they didn't address it in this. Yeah, I'm, because I'm, because I'm, the fact that Dumbledore what came out to be gay was like such a cool thing for the for that community and but for about uh, half of that community. I, well, I think like it's it's the other it's half like, decided to go real dark. It's 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 like it's cool to see a mainstream character with that. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. With that but like, you don't, like, I don't know. You don't need to make an entire movie about it. Like, if I were, you don't have to make an entire movie in it, but reference it. And the fact that he said not explicitly is a disappointment for George, me. George, I agree with all of your points. Um, if looking back on this film, it's what you yes. are assuming yes. it's going to be. Yes. So I think this is way too much discussion, not just by us, by everyone, about this one quote, about this one movie that yeah. we haven't seen a trailer for. We don't exactly. know anything about it. Really. I agree. Um, but I completely agree with everything you're saying. If that does come to be the case oh yeah if they never address it and they kind of cop out in 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 that sense then yeah of course then you can start getting uppity but this is the f- second of five films in which they have they've told you know among so many other themes that they need to delve into and deal with that's just not one that they're explicitly going in on on this uh, movie i think everyone needs to take a step back and just fucking calm down for two seconds i will say about the first film um the main, the female lead, played by the girl from from Alien uh, Covenant. Oh yeah, I really thought she was gay for the whole film, and then at the end, just out of nowhere, they like they hook up. Did they? That, hook up? That, I was really disappointed in that. Mm. I thought they didn't hook up. I thought they just they did. Yeah, they had like a little little meet cute at the end. It's like oh, I think we love each other now. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Um, Is Eddie Redmayne in Fantastic Beasts too? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I assume she's back. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think she? that's 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 enough of that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, as as everyone knows, <clears throat> where I stand with this movie is like this movie. I assume that's enough of that, George. I'm the crocodile in the swamp waiting for the <laughs> the buffalo above me. Aren't, aren't, aren't you kind of yeah. upset? Like. I'm upset by this whole thing. No, no, no. I, I feel like, portrayed you, as a Harry Potter of, fan. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to think yeah, of like you, the best way to put it. Like, aren't you? Don't you feel like you're being gypped by yourself because number one, you haven't actually watched the film, and two, like you're going into this next film with not not just poor expectations, but you're gearing up for it to be bad. You're going to yeah, go in and you're not going to enjoy this film. I can pretty much guarantee you. I am. Don't you feel like you're being gypped for, from like an opportunity? Even if this is a decent film, you're not going to enjoy it. No, I won't. I probably won't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that like I can't wait I'm for this review. so disappointed by Fantastic Beast One. And let's mean, watch it you again. The, you mean let's the fifteen, wa- twenty minutes that you let's watch it watched. again. Let's watch it again let's do it. before this one comes out. Right and let's now, see let's what pause. happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna hate this film. <laughs> George, George is raising his arms, he's ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Show me that little fucked up hedgehog again. Oh, you know? How is that what you have? Let's a, move a on. Let's really? Move that's on. what you have an issue with? God Next you, story. The defend, it, you are it blows so my mind. Next story. That's what gets you. Unbelievable. Such a shit film. Jesus Christ. I'm holding them I'm holding them apart. Um, all right, number two. Fuck Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Ben's going to quit. <laughs> this one I'm, movie. I'm tossing the coin in this my head. This one yeah. movie. Uh, the Fate of the Furious director, F. Gary Gray. For a second there, I read that as Gary Gary. I thought that was the best <laughs> name ever. Name, yeah. uh, F. Gary Gray is in talks with Sony to oversee the studio's Men in Black franchise, relaunch, reboot, spinoff. Um, from a script by Iron Man screenwriters Matt Holloway. <laughs> and there's a weird pause. <laughs> script by Iron Man screenwriters Matt, Matt Holloway and Art uh, Markham. <laughs> by Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> I, you, I can hear it in your voice. You're like, script by Iron Man. <laughs> what? Um, I thought F. Gary Gray was a cool funny. name. Yeah. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, this, this has been talked about for a while. Yeah, so we're not going ahead with the uh, 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. <laughs> which is really like dis- the greatest crossover of all time. Such sides. a good so idea. Disappointing. Yeah, bit of a bummer. But I guess it doesn't have the same franchise potential um, that Men in Black admittedly does. Do you think that they kind of damaged the franchise with the last two films? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. they not, not the third one because nobody saw it, but the second one... Um, People were pretty bummed out about. It. I liked it at the time because I was a dumb little kid. Yes, yeah, so I liked. Um, I liked all. F- oh wait, wait. How many are there out now? Three. Three. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm the same as you. And the I liked- Jermaine Clement was the most recent one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I liked the first two because, like you, I watched them when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I didn't hate the third one when I saw it. It was just too little, too late. Yep. Um, poor Tommy Lee Jones looks like a melted candle and just didn't want to be there. Josh Brolin was great in it. Josh um, Brolin as Tommy Lee Jones was spectacular. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that, being like, "This is." This is uncanny. And um, Jermaine Clement, I really like as a bad guy. I watched Great the first, design. Yeah, I watched the first like 20 minutes on um, on uh, Netflix a few weeks back. I, I just, I really love Barry Sonnenfeld, the director. I love his style. He's a he's like a Coen Brothers. He was their cinematographer before he started doing his own stuff. Oh, okay. nice, yeah. Um, so he did like the Addams Family uh, movies. Okay. Um, which I think are really awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, on to the new Men in Black Films. I think there's scope for um, scope for this. A lot of potential there, and I, I don't think it needs to be a reboot. I think they can set it in the same organization later on. You could even have Will Smith pop up as the leader or something for a bit. 
Yeah, I I mean I see absolutely no reason cuz the the world is so expansive and and you can pretty much do absolutely anything you want. Mm. Um so long as it's vaguely tied to the men in black. So I mean I, there's no reason that they can't do a good film. My concern is that the actual brand and franchise has been kind of icked. I'd be worried that they're just going to try and remake the first one. Even I think though they will. I, I, yeah, and I th- but I think there's like a, so much room there. Like the the animated series, I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Um, really love that show. Yeah, the um, the opening theme is like one of the greatest yeah, of all times. Awesome. Just as a piece of animation and music, amazing. Um, and there's yeah, there's there's a whole big universe there they could delve into a bit. But, yeah, uh, I, I, the only like it's so rooted in that millennium kind of vibe with the millennium. Willennium. <laughs> yeah. it, like the, the the design was all that sort of like very rounded mm. sort of sets and objects. And um, I would love to see it refreshed, like keeping that same aesthetic. I think they can change the aesthetic, but keep the, the, yeah. the kind of universe. Like if you came in and you saw a revamped um, Men in Black facility um, with a little bit more holograms and, yeah. and you know, kind of... Uh, updated but you got to keep that. You got to keep that look. Yeah. I feel that's part of the Men in Black look. Yeah. Do you know what I think would be a? I I feel like this would be better suited as a Netflix series. Yeah, um, man, that could be a lot of fun. Like I a serialized kind of Monster of the Week kind of thing. Yeah, I don't Hell think yeah. that, that would be cool. I, I would much rather that than have it as um, another movie. Another movie. I just don't. I don't think that. I I think that the original Men in Black really was good because of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. I think yeah. that, that chemistry and that kind of that got a, and, a is and so good. Barry Sonnenfeld and Rick Baker's practical effects um, and ILM's digital effects, which both of which in that film hold up amazingly. Yeah. Mm. It's um, actually insane how much they hold that up. That movie, uh, 20 years old this year, is it? Yeah. Did we say that? Yeah. Mm. Um, and it holds up so well. That, that him in this, the, the bug thing in the skin of that farmer is still, Vincent oh. D'Onofrio. still bothers me. The, the wearing bit, an egg suit. The bit where he's in the the car with the squid thing. Yeah, that, giving, giving on the birth. side of the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That looks absolutely amazing. Still, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, um, considering considering the time it was made, it's yeah, it's spectacular. Yeah. So yeah, look, I I think this would be better suited to a, a kind of a, a series. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not too. Uh, yeah, I just because that way you can explore the world more. It's more about. Um, you know, kind of checking out cool little pockets within this thing, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to make a story out of it that you know, uh, kind of goes two hours. And a movie could be too much of a retread in a way. I, I really it's going to be it's tough. Gonna be. It's going to like it's going to be the same kind of like introduction to the Men in they're gonna, Black, they're uh, sort of down and, and out yeah. kind of character. I mean, the movies, the original movie's own sequel was practically a remake. So yeah, they, they had to get. Think, they just kind of what tried happened to switch in it two? I can't even remember. Uh, they, he got Tommy Lee Jones back. Um, by oh, going to some he kind neuralized of, him yeah. and oh, got him back. Right. Then Will Smith was the Tommy Lee Jones mentor, and, and he yeah. was like the rookie. But then he sort of came back, and they swept. And, and uh, Lara Flynn Boyle was the the bad guy with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, as the head attached to yeah, her. The, um, thing. The, yeah, look, it was. I mean, it, it, it's fine as a kind of quirky little sequel. Again, the the interaction with Will Smith and, and Tommy Lee Jones is is by far the the best part of that film. Yep. Um, do you bring is, Will Smith back for this reboot? No, <laughs> no, of course you do. I mean, you see well, him pop up, you know? Oh yeah, sure, sure. He pops up. You know, he's K now or whatever the head guy is, um, head of the agency. Or yeah, whatever. like you know, sweet, fine. I guess it'd be a nice little throwback nostalgia thing, but 
I think if you're going to rely on that as to kind of bring the draw card, then it's yeah. Will Smith isn't the draw he used to be. Not even the, not even him as a, a celebrity, but just him as in context of the story. Like I just yeah, I don't really need, need some, to see that need anymore. Some new stuff. Yeah, because then three um, was just. I reckon call it Men in Black have two female leads, and uh, I reckon the market's ready for that now. Oh yeah, I reckon that could be an angle because the gender swap thing has gone so successful before. No, but I, I think um, female-led movies certainly are, um, oh, are looking yeah, pretty well, yeah, good yeah. right now, and I, I think that could be. But as soon as you yeah, touch on some of these, at least something interesting. Yeah. As soon as you it. start touching on these like existing franchises, and you do the gender swap, you get that sl- uh, section of the population that just comes out and makes it so ugly. The alt-right. Well, I think if they can learn one thing from Ghostbusters, is don't do like a reboot, remake sort of thing. Like, and also don't do make a, a shit film. <laughs> and um, I, I thought Ghostbusters was pretty decent. Um, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna savaged, yeah, but if you're gonna ta- if you're gonna try and take on um, Ghostbusters, which for a lot of people holds a very special, you know, kind of place in their heart, then yeah, I think I think there's more room, scope for it in Men in Black because, as you said, Ghostbusters is like that '80s classic, untouchable kind of franchise. Whereas like Men the, in Black, it's like we we can do something, and with they've this. already it savaged it already. So. Yeah, look, I, I look, I I don't really mind what they do. As I, as I said, I just don't think a movie is where we want to be at now. Yep. Um, 100% I would, agree I would like with you. to see uh, a series, but it's a dead franchise, so give it a go. I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. So Connor, we're one in agreement, one disagreement. <laughs> okay, let's see how we let's go. Let's see. Let's see how we go for the next one. There's nothing really to agree or disagree about, but yeah. Oh well. Um, <laughs> Variety's Justin uh, Kroll. Uh, I'm getting there. Uh, Variety's Justin Kroll uh, has suggested. Uh, Roman Polanski will play a key role in Tarantino's next film. So this is the film around um, Manson, Manson family. Um, Leo DiCaprio to star. So what? Uh, oh, he's involved. Like he's not Manson though, right? No, but he's starring. I don't think okay. movies directly about Manson. So Tarantino's heading to Europe for uh, the shooting <laughs> of uh, 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 Manson, Manson, whatever yeah, this Manson this film is. A weird uh, little fact. So this was a tweet that he did release, and just like the last line was like, Polanski will play a key role. Yeah. So is he saying like Polanski in the production of the film? Like as in he will be the character. Polanski will play a key role. That's all it said. So I don't think he's – why don't would Roman no. Polanski play a character? Oh, Okay. But he absolutely could. Okay, role. Uh, for me, I took that as a, a role in the. Do you know what I actually cast. kind of thought I think most about? People I was trying to think that. of where Roman Polanski was in the context of when the Manson murders were going on. Uh, what Polanski would be in his sixties or seventies now? Yeah, so he would have been uh, in his basement, um, <laughs> playing house. Fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, that could like I, in my head, that's where I kind of went. Which you, was like, wait, are you suggesting that he did it? That Roman Polanski actually killed those women? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. No. Um, no, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Should I we can't. give some context on Roman Polanski if people don't know? Like He, he did Rosemary's Baby and uh, many, many classic films and was convicted of sexual assault of some sorts in the United States and has since been living in France, I believe, mm. for probably two decades or so. Don't quote me on that. Still directing movies. Still directing movies Still and whatnot. He, he never goes back to the states because he'll okay. get locked up. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it's quite a strange existence, quite a strange uh, story. But undeniably, he's got some absolute classics in his back catalog. It's regardless, a um, very strange. Like if he's going over to France or wherever Roman Polanski's from to do that, 
It's a very strange move from Tarantino because he's gone from uh, disassociating himself with Weinstein yeah. to then jumping in bed with another known I, – I, I was going to say sex pest, but rapist essentially is what he was. Yeah, yeah. Like a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so that seems like – like if, if, if this is what he's implying, that he's going over to work with him, that is bizarre. Maybe, maybe he's just testing the water to see – when he can announce that Weinstein's still involved in this film, yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, oh, you thought that was bad. Never mind. Are we over? Are we over the whole expunging the world of success now? And, and Tarantino did come out and say, you know, I should have done something. I knew all about it. Um, you know, and you I helped know. him. I, I held the door closed from the outside. <laughs> oh, fuck, Jesus, oh, Tarantino, dear. you you bastard. But yeah, it's it, it to me. Ah, it, uh, it just feels a little bit gross. Um, well, yeah, his name is insane. Is, Why, I can't it's, believe uh, it's bad enough sit, that anyone's letting Polanski well make movies me. on his own at this point. But the, yeah. the, that anyone in this current climate would like get into bed with him, so to speak, crazy. Uh, what what was the, sense. What's, what's the nature it. of the tweet? Like, uh, fuck you, Tarantino, or was it like I'm just just information about the film? Yeah, okay, just a few little tidbits from a reliable source. Mm. But I, I, they need to like clarify what they mean by that. Mm. Because that's so confusing. Like, I don't know whether they're, like... I mean, having him play a character in the film... Who was it that died? Yeah, well, sorry. Wasn't Sharon Tate his former spouse? Yeah. Well, that would make sense for him to be involved in the film as, like, a character, not as in... Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes so sense. So Roman Polanski's <laughs> ex his wife was Sharon Tate? Yes. Right, Okay. Well, I guess that makes more sense. You um, think? But still, uh, do, does that necessitate to him needing to be in the film? Okay. Is a key so role? Is he? Is it the key role? This is this is um. Okay, this is nine hours ago. By some fucking know nothing publication, says Cruz's role revealed in ninth Tarantino film Roman Polanski character. Oh, that would be. Genius casting, if that's true. Um, if it if it's if it's true, yeah. Um, so this Tom says, Cruise this says mentioned a lot. he's in talks to co-star as a um, as a stuntman alongside Lena. What the fuck? I don't I don't believe. This is they're saying that this is according to Justin Kroll said in a tweet. So what can you just say that all again? <laughs> so this in in this art, just I don't trust a fucking word of this. But it says Tom Cruise. Is currently in talks to co-star as a stuntman alongside Leonardo DiCaprio in the upcoming uh, Quentin Tarantino film about the Manson family murders. Variety reporter Justin Kroll said in a tweet, Brad Pitt was uh, uh, courted earlier for the same role but has reportedly passed on the deal. We've kind of heard that stuff before. Um, so, this, yeah, look. <laughs> we, need more, we need more info. More news to follow. <laughs> okay, so this is Justin Kroll in his actual tweet has said some QT Manson updates. The role Pitt and Cruz have met on is for that of a stuntman, not prosecutor. The Leo character is also Tate's neighbor in the pick. And Polanski will pay, play a key role in film QT going Discovery Ruth once authentic Polish thespian. Oh, so maybe, maybe, God, this is so confusing. It goes back and forth. I'm just, I don't understand. Time will reveal. Or, we'll report back on this for sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't necessarily know if Roman Polanski needs to be in this, 
um, whatever a key role is, regardless if that's behind the scenes or behind or in front of the camera. I just don't think that's a good move on a number of levels for Tarantino, and it's some old bullshit. I say. Yeah, it it, it looks. It, I'm sorry, I'm just going through different articles. It says that um, Tarantino is looking for a Polish speaker to play the role of Polanski. So he's obviously a character in the film. Okay, I think that's what this was about. That's such a vague. Uh, I mean, within the context of it, you know, obviously being Sharon Tate's. Um, former husband um, it makes sense but I know, I know so little about um, that event we'll have to watch the movie and find out we'll be reporting back on this yeah when we have a full casting list or we won't these Tarantino stories are always the worst <laughs> <laughs> we're omitting the Tarantino stories from now on what do we got up next story number four um, fucking hell Nintendo and Illumination officially announced plans for a Super Mario animated film. So we'd already heard rumblings about this, and now it is official. So Nintendo, uh, a few years ago, their uh, CEO, I guess, um, Iwata, Mm. he died. And a very tragic um, event. Uh, Much beloved figure. And... uh, the, the interesting thing with Iwata is that he came from a very um, game programming heavy background mm. and um, he did some crazy shit. Like you should look some docu- documentaries on this guy. They had to fix a game that was f- completely fucked in like 12 hours or something. And he went and debugged it and it, it was like going to be manufactured and he fucking fixed this. So he's in crazy intellectually ins- insane programming mind. However, when he died, a new guy came on board. I, could, I couldn't tell you his name, but Nintendo's really shaped itself up for 2008. Well, 2018, you know, we've got we've got a new Mario Kart game coming out on smartphones. We had Pokemon Go. We've got uh, a potential Zelda movie and now a Mario movie. You know, Nintendo's really looking to put that IP out there on different channels, yeah. not just yeah. the game. It's really the other interesting day. to see the evolution that they've gone through. I was just reading the other day, their, their yearly profits, I think, are up 260-something percent, which is, that's a good year. They're playing yeah. the game, man. So this will be interesting because they're taking the route that LEGO has, I think, just dominated in terms of being able to branch out a, a product into different mediums. I mean, if you look at, at uh, LEGO's strategy for, for kind of diversification and, and branding... They're fucking geniuses. Yep. And the fact that they got, um, uh, oh, fuck, it's just escaped me. The guys Lord and got, Miller. Lord and Miller, thank yeah. you. Um, Genius the, move. Yeah, that they got them to, to, to create that first Lego movie. Um, the fact that they are in games, that they're in um, you know, branding, all that is spectacular. So if Nintendo takes a, you know, kind of a leaf out of their book um, and, and goes about it the same way, I'm 100% down for this. If they fuck it up, just to try and get that extra dollar, I think they'll. I think that that will ultimately be really bad for the Nintendo brand. I agree. So how how this movie plays off will really really determine how um, how they go forward because so, I think this is such a dangerous move. Illumination um, Entertainment, they're the ones behind Minions and Despicable Me and such. Just kind of looking through their filmography, some of their other things are uh, like Hop, The Secret Life of Pets, Sing, The Lorax. 
I think all of their stuff is solid. I don't think they've made a great film at this point. Uh, I the, agree. The only one out of the ones that you mentioned that I really enjoyed was um, Despicable Me, maybe Despicable Me 2. Mm. So the, 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 one whole... positive, the one positive I'll say with this is, thank there God are... it's not a hybrid live action kind of thing. I um, hope this is pure animation. Totally. I'll also just chuck in their... Um, they're a goddamn blockbuster powerhouse, though. Yeah, oh, their yeah. movies are yeah, made yeah. for about like sixty million, and some of them topped a billion. So they yeah, their return on investment is insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Especially those minions, man. Once you craft like ten of those minions, you just copy paste, copy yeah. paste, copy paste. <laughs> That's how it works. Movie's yeah. done. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you imagine the guy that suggested that at a meeting? Like, oh, we should have these minions, and they should be super simple to draw and like super simple to animate, and just be like. I can imagine him being laughed at in yeah. that meeting, and then you know now he's sitting <laughs> on some yacht somewhere, just sort of, being like, "Yeah, he's actually on a throne in the boardroom, yeah, <laughs> a yellow throne with one eyeball." That, that the, those little fucking minions have made them so much fucking money; it's not even funny. And also, I think they've created the business model of like a the cute little companion. Like, I think they took what Toy Story did with the three eyed um, uh, aliens Alien. from Pizza Planet. And just took pump some steroids into that motherfucker and created a global phenomenon. It's um yeah the the marketing on display is so much more high caliber than the filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So in terms of let's go back to the idea of a Mario animated film. Can this work? Mario is always the thinnest stories imaginable. Mm. The princess is off in a castle with a big dragon, Bowser. Yes and, and no, you get you get your Super Mario RPGs and your Paper Marios, Mario and Luigi's. Those games have fucking awesome yeah, they stories. Do. They really do. A, but they're really quirky, fun dialogue. Yeah. Very quirky. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Anything could be a good movie. Get the right team on this, get the right amount of freedom. Do you um, think they go back and give it like a sort of through the ages kind of look? He goes through the different eras of Mario. You know, that could be really cool I from an aesthetic, they, uh, a visual point of view. I think if they rely too heavily upon nostalgia and anything like that, they will lose. No, I think that's definitely the way they should go. I think but they this, should... But this is the thing. Like, that's what every fan wants. But when they get it, it's so disappointing. I'm not saying it even necessarily needs to be a good film. But if they want it to be successful, I think um, take a meta route with it. Make it about Mario as a video game character. Do something like the Lego movie did. Yeah, where, you but that's, know, that's my exist, point, though. Or like, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but um, yeah, I suppose. I think if you do a straightforward, out. like Mario's got to save a princess. Yeah, you um, can't do that in 2018. There's not much there. 2020. There's not much there. If it looks like all the Mario games look like with that house style of theirs, it's going to be pretty dry, pretty boring. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they could get really like the character has so much history. Um, in the real world, you know, in a metatextual sense, I think they could do something very interesting with it. Okay, yeah. We'll see. Are you ready for Grand, Mar- uh, Grand Tarkin, whatever the fuck his name, um, with the uh, ex-CEO? <laughs> I don't know anyone's name. What? I have no idea what you're what? talking about. <laughs> uh, Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Uh, he's like the the guy that died recently. The Satoru CEO. Iwata. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ready for that as shit? A, as a CGI puppet. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> um, all right, here's an interesting one. Mm. Passion of the Christ star uh, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel? Caviezel. Caviezel. Mm. Caviezel. Says, <laughs> says director Mel Gibson's sequel is moving forward um, and that he will once again play Jesus. Uh, I love I'm, that title. I, I love the fact, his quote, which is, there are things I cannot say that will shock the audience. It's great. Stay tuned. 
What do you mean shock the audience? <laughs> we've been, we've been Who doesn't know what happens at the years, end of the story? Like, I'm what are you thinking? Didn't he die in the last one? <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. It's like, it's like uh, he thinks no one's read the Bible. <laughs> He's like, shit, you guys will not see Just this coming. Wait, man, you have no idea how crazy this is going to be. He also um, says it's going to be the biggest film in history. It's that good, which is bold words for a movie that hasn't started production in any way. Um, yeah. Does he even have a budget? <laughs> the, He's just like flicking through the Bible thinking it's a script. It's like, wow. This is, <laughs> wow. When I said big, I mean length. <laughs> yeah. the longest. Sold how many of these scripts? That's amazing. It's going to be a thousand minutes long. Yeah. I've never seen The Passion of the Christ. I don't think I've ever sat through the whole thing. I, I didn't either. It was, it was gratuitous, in my opinion, from what I did see. Um, I think, you know, obviously Mel Gibson, when it came out originally, he was like, that's the point. Mm. But at the same time, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, 13 yeah. years of a Catholic upbringing and schooling, I didn't really rush out to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, this one for me, um, I just have no interest. Um, well, I mean, there's there's a whole no subset or, you know, kind of subgenre of film, which are these... Um, uh, Christian films, yeah, it's, which traditionally it's, are not good. Like they're very much pandering to a very specific kind of crowd, like middle-aged mothers that are like, "Hey, Jesus!" Did you see the animated one that came out recently about no. like the? It's about like uh, uh, Joseph's donkey or something. It, it man, it looked it looks fucking bad. <laughs> no, I just I, I like those ones which are like, um, you know, set in America, and you know, one child has the bravery to step up against. The war against Christmas, and I fucking love those things. So also, funny. also kind of a bad climate to be releasing uh, one of these biblical movies starring just like a lot of white people again. Well, a lot of um, white people and a guy that has said some very racist things against I don't know Jews and blacks, and no, that's kind of appropriate for the story he's telling. Yeah, <laughs> worked out last time for him. The, the story of a Jew. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's I just everything about this film makes me feel icky. From that context, like the if you look at the climate and, and Mel Gibson and and just the way that I, I think um, uh, Jim Cavziel is, is what he's like maybe Spanish or of heritage, yank. no heritage wise because uh, he was in um, yeah. the Count of Monte Cristo, which is which is a movie I actually quite enjoyed. I love we're that all movie. Spanish if you look far enough back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? So good. But I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, the main it character. Is, yeah, yeah. Is. he's also um, in Person of Interest. That yeah. Time. TV show that ran John for Nolan. so many seasons somehow. Yeah. Um, so the first movie was a $30 million budget made over $600 million, So um, It's a pretty good ROI. Makes a lot of sense to come back to this story, of which there is still plenty to be told. Like, you did kind of leave it hanging there. There's many a tale to Do be told. Do you know how it ended? Um, I think it was just a crucifixion. He didn't resurrect in the first one. Okay. So I would love to see, see like... He, he, like he's he's stuck in the cave and then he does a massive Kamehameha I was wave. just thinking that <laughs> and like the, the boulder just goes <laughs> yeah he just comes out as a fucking superhero uh, do you reckon they've just <laughs> he's got this electricity like has just shown Jim the the skit from from Family Guy of Passion 2 um, uh, and he's just like that. yes <laughs> he comes out as like this vengeful like this superhero yeah his eyes have gone all white yeah. out roided out <laughs> Fuck just it, like the yeah. crowd of people gathered around the stone and just like mowed down by the the rocks and the granite flying at them. It's like Hacksaw like, Ridge uh, levels of violence. <laughs> just Jesus goes and punches Pilate, just starts yeah. beating the shit out of him. Punches through his head in one blow. Like, 
He resurrected <laughs> for revenge. You know what? Uh, I take it back. I am down for this movie. I, yeah. Maybe that's what Jim Caviezel meant when he said this is going to shock people. I would, be, <laughs> ah, yeah. I would definitely go see this. Really no, going you know off what it actually, <laughs> There's, there's another it. Family Guy um, skit with, um, it's like Rush Hour, but with Jesus. And, oh, and yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Douglas like, you're crazy, Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what I? Do you know what I actually love? If it's just, a, it's just a, a video of the boulder and it just doesn't move for two hours. And he's like, "That's what he meant by the audience to be shocked." Yeah. Like, like, the, uh, well, I guess he's dead. The, the true story of Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's uh, anyway. We probably will never talk about that film again. So. Yeah, more than likely, it's just it's just not something I'm interested in. Like, um, look, no, no, all right, and I, I should mention, I, I, there's a lot of the stories that I, I reckon are just kick ass. Like a lot of those biblical uh, biblical stories, I, I actually quite enjoy, and I think I think particularly the the Moses one that uh, Ridley Scott did a couple of years ago had real potential. I don't know about how it how it, it was terrible. It was I the never, worst. I never actually watched I wanted it. Wanted to scratch my eyes out. <laughs> was it that bad? It was painful. It was so unbelievably boring and bland really? and dry. I think that story, like the Bible, yeah, yeah. That, that sto- well, no, but it's not very like, faithful adaptation. That, oh. that story is is really cool. Like I, I think no, that, no, is a more interesting one. That film was interesting in a lot of ways. I don't yeah. think it was entirely successful, but I think it was worth a watch. Um, uh, but I th- yeah, I think there's a lot of potential within that book for 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 cool stories and all that. This was, you know, the the whole the passion one just seemed a bit gratuitous, and and this one seems, I don't know, it just the as as you said, the the climate that he's making it in just doesn't seem right. But you know, so here we go. Um, moving on, uh, Cloverfield Four is already done filming. Four, four. Which, wait. <laughs> you got to read these stories before you stop. <laughs> I really do. Um, yeah, so three has not yet been released. We've been talking about that a lot recently. Yeah, God Particle, Cloverfield that- Station. Um, last week or the week before we were talking about it, it seems like they're kind of trying to bury it. Apparently, word's not too good on it. They're trying to give it to Netflix. Um, but yeah, it just came out this week. The fourth one is already done filming. Wow. Um, Overlord is the, um, the production title. It's probably going to change into some Cloverfield thing eventually. World um, War II thriller. Yeah, Sounds about cool. like um, Nazis with crazy technology or something. Sounds a bit Hellboy. Yeah, um, without the kind of the superhero stuff, which is uh, very cool. I, it, I just want all these movies to come out because if they're as good as number two, I'm in, man. Mm. I'm in totally. Yeah, and if they're doing like two a year, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Bring it. Mm. This I, could I be the, the cool only thing. other share universe that yeah. could actually work. I suppose that's the cool thing about um, uh, an anthology series, which is kind of what it is now. You can have two in production at the same time. Yeah. Because as long as there's crossover. some consistency within the universe, um, and that's kind of very high-level stuff, then you're sweet. Um, how cool would it be if this was the birth of another shared universe? Just It would come out of the least expected place. Well, I mean, the the, the shared universe in... Um, uh, what is it? Seventeen Cloverfield Lane. What is it? Ten. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Seventeen. What the hell? <laughs> um, it was so loose. Like it was so. It was barely even there tied was, in. There was. It wasn't at all. Yeah. There's well, there's we, slusho, which is the thing that appears in all J.J. Abrams stuff. Yeah. The drink. That that's it. I I don't think you can even really say they're set in the same world unless you want to breach a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it can be super loose. Everyone can flex their muscles a little bit more. Get creative. But the more I think about it, I'm just having a quick kind of review of it it wouldn't really be a shared universe because a shared universe would be in the has same to universe. connect <laughs> yeah these movies well, yeah. are all seem very well, distinct these, from can, one they, they can be in the same universe 
But it, they no, they really don't appear to be from the first two films. Oh, okay, so there's like like direct contradictions. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, also, this is directed by uh, Australian director Julius Avery, um, known I think most for Son of a Gun, so it's cool too. Yeah, the Ewan McGregor. Mm. Cool. I'm amazed that anyone knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I was always impressed with his beard and that. Um, all right, the uh, last story, last, Jumanji, last little tidbit. Oh my god, um, is to pass. Oh shit! Oh god! Oh no! Um, all right, our final story, uh, Jumanji, is uh, about to pass Wonder Woman at the global box office, um, and Spider Man actually, Homecoming domestically. God. Jumanji, Matt. welcome to the jungle. That just doesn't feel right. It you does. Know? It does because it's headed by the Rock. It it's, makes perfect um, sense. No, no, not even not even that the ingredients are there for it to be that. I just feel like I haven't been hearing a lot of people talking it's been about a real Jumanji. Hit. It's just been chugging on for ages. Um, kind of like over the whole holiday period that you know you had Star Wars, and then this was kind of the other thing. Yeah, going to say. I feel like it's kind of genius in the sense that you got so much Academy Award hype. If you want to go to the movies and enjoy a film, you're probably just going to go see Jumanji. If yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, genuinely, like, I, I, I can't be bothered with half these award-winning fucking movies. It's just it, it, a lot of them just bore me. Why are you on a movie podcast? <laughs> um, because you like believe, twelve billboards. Believe, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, you know, people enjoy different kinds of film. Um, and no, I find that there's a, a snobby uh, section of the no, but like the community that the fact it just, that it's like every week into. one of these movies has been coming out, and I've been like, Connor, come watch this movie with me, and be like, No, nah, I'm going to watch Jumanji again. It's been really disconcerting. <laughs> <to me. laughs> okay. I should mention that I had not only have I not watched those films that you're talking, about, but I haven't actually watched Jumanji. You watched yet. Jumanji, have you? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you on a movie podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question. Jumanji was just not great. I thought I thought it was completely fine. I've um, I've heard so many differing. Like I've heard some people say it's so funny. It's most great. people really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I, you, which George, you just negative Nelly. I will say, working in a cinema, um, seeing the kind of crowds going to this movie, I don't know how to put this. They look like the kind of crowds who would enjoy this movie, and they do. So, yeah. <laughs> um, leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Take from that what you will, I guess. <clears throat> they're, they're dumb. They're dumb people. They're, 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 they're real dumb. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it. Um, all right. So, uh, George, what's that time? That's times. This trailer's times. A's. And we're here. Just nailing it week after week. Big, um, Every week. Big drop this week that I did. I don't think anyone saw coming. I didn't hear no, any word no, about in, this at all. I, in, in, a, in a kind of time where we're all expecting a solo drop yeah. any Every day. day. Um, Every day. Ant-Man and the Wasp just slides on in. Before Black Panther, before Infinity yeah. War. Awesome. Yeah. So I like I got home at like midnight one night. It's like, oh, this is out. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. yes. How and it's almost kind of one of those things that you forgot about. You're like, oh fuck. You get so hyped up for Black Panther and you're and then like if you even think about anything beyond Black Panther, it's obviously Infinity War. This is a new um, strategy, I feel like, releasing a trailer before, like two movies before. Like normally they'd wait until Yeah. Black so, Panther is out. Maybe release it on Black Panther. It's like Panther. a revolving door they have now yeah. with three yeah, movies they a are, year. They're just swinging that dick around there. So when is Ant-Man um, coming out? I think it's like August or... It's like a month or two after Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, all, is, they're so, in pretty quick succession. There's obviously something very interesting to talk about in this context, which is that chronologically, is this set in between Infinity War 1 and Infinity War 2? So the consensus seems to be it's set after Civil War before Infinity War. 
which okay. I think fits looking at the trailer. Yeah. It does. Well, that's what I was going to say, because if it's released after, you'd be tempted to think that it happened chronologically after. Yeah, and um, like that's... I wonder how they'll deal with that. Well, you know what's really cool if it isn't? If it is set where it looks like it's set just after Civil War, that means there is nothing, no movies coming out chronologically uh, in between Avengers 3 and 4. So that can be a massive cliffhanger because Captain oh, Marvel's yeah. 790s. Oh, yeah. So you could tie them right up next to each and other, even though there's cool. two movies coming out in between them, which is it, really It cool. is something that we've discussed previously about how that Ant-Man will fit in between those two films, mm. and, you know, talking about, you know, how does that really... Universe-ending stakes and then Ant-Man just, Yeah. So I think that it makes sense for it to happen in between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. Um, but I think this all... Um, all this conversation alludes to like this trailer didn't give a lot away. It's a lot more of a sort of a feeling kind of thing. It gives a few little details here and there, but it's like 90 seconds, super punchy, getting some cool gags and few bits of action. Featuring the song Ant Invasion by Adam and the Ants. <laughs> How fucking good is that? And it fits so well for the trailer. Yeah, it's it so perfect. It's perfect. I'm amazed they didn't use that for the first film. And um, really heavily featuring the Wasp and not Ant-Man. Yep. Yeah. Really Which cool. I thought was also very cool. I think that they what they're doing is they're going to really try and push this as kind of a fifty fifty split between them. Yep. Um, and, and hopefully it, the movie itself reflects that, like at least, like that'd be really cool. It would have been cool for the end of the trailer. It was just like the Wasp and Ant Man. Yeah. Like they just changed the title. <laughs> I loved the gag with um, uh, blasters. The, the, the no, not that the um, the building going down. Yeah. Shrinking, shrinking size the building. and yeah, yeah. becoming a little really Luggage. suitcase. Yeah. Um, because that was one of my favorite things about the first Ant-Man was the, this, the, when they played with scale. I mm. just love those scenes. It looks like they're going into overdrive for this one. I'm pumped. Um, the bit with the van. Kind of so the other van so good. And the, the Pez dispenser. I love also the design of Ghost, the bad guy. Yeah, br- brief look we get at her. But yeah. she looks um, really cool. looks like a video game character. Yeah, it really does. Very much so. What's um, um, who, who's, do, do we have an indication of who's playing Ghost? Yeah, um, I'm not, I don't know the actress. She's... Uh, She's a, a lovely-looking lady, but um, I, she's from some TV show. So, what is what is uh, Ghost's superpower? Uh, she can become intangible. She's like a, a espionage thief sort of character. Very okay. um, Hannah John Carmen. Yeah, very kind of um, ambiguous in terms of what side she's on in the comics. I think currently she's part of the Thunderbolts, which is a team of reformed villains. So she's like a good guy essentially. Um, It'd be interesting if she I, wasn't the main bad guy in this. Well, Walt, was... Walton Goggins is also in this as kind of a, like he was one of the chairman of uh, uh, the, was the bad guy in the last one? He was part of that company. and so yeah. he's, Was he he's... in the film? I don't no, remember no, no, seeing no, no, Walter Goggins no, in the no, film. No, no, yeah. no. Um, you, I, yeah, I, if I see Walter Goggins on the screen, I definitely see Walter Goggins on the screen. He's very attention grabbing. Walton, yeah. He's awesome. I'm so keen to see him in this. But he, so he, I feel like he's going to be more like the Justin Hammer um, to Ghost's uh, Whiplash, to use okay, the Iron Man sense. 2 comparison, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ghost is, is an interesting character because I wouldn't be surprised if we find out she's fighting for a good cause or something, even like Breaking the Law and just turns out to be a good guy in some way. Um, yeah. And uh, of course, we've also got Goliath, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Very um, cool. Who looks like he might be involved with Ghost in some way. Um, I'm so glad he's like, fuck DC. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping ship, baby. Do you know I... I I don't know why, but ever since... Um, John Wick 2? Well, yeah, John Wick 2. I was thinking maybe even before that, but like Predators. particularly... I was going to say Predator. Because oh, that's was, the first time I noticed how big his head was, and I was like, wow. 
No, that's not it's, what it's, I was going for. I, just, no, I, just I, know, I, know, like, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I, know, I get you. I get you. I genuinely don't. I don't enjoy watching Lawrence Fishburne. Have you watched really? Hannibal? The I know I have so watched that, and you will love him. Again. I love okay. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. I am in love with Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> but you, you're down with his performance in in uh, John Wick too? Yeah, it was kind of bizarre and fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I just got behind it. Um, yeah, it's really tainted me against him. Um, maybe he he can uh, bring it back with this, and maybe I'll watch Hannibal and, and uh, definitely do. Do it's so good. Uh, anyway, I think this movie looks awesome. Yeah, so keen oh, yeah. for for yeah. the wasp to be in it. She looks sick. I, I love that bit about the wings and the blasters. Yeah, <laughs> um, and most importantly, uh, our favorite character is coming back. Fuck Mike, yeah, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope the whole movie is just him telling the story and doing all the voices for everybody. Can you imagine if it's like, you know those like Disney opens where it opens a book and it's just him like, now now let me tell you the story. And he just like opens a book. Yes. I'd be down with that. I hope he like, I, I hope they don't just confine him to the Ant-Man series. I hope he kind of gets like a, even a, a screen moment in Infinity War. I hope by like Avengers 4, he actually has like a, a suit and he's a, a proper superhero character or, or even just like oh yeah i guess yeah something i don't know Keep i just I want him to be involved i can do it man he is, he is. I'm, I'm keen but I, I don't know there's not enough time oh, there's an entire phase four for this to happen yeah for, for infinity war four no phase four for avengers four sorry to get him in a suit for Avengers. No, 4. totally. He I'm could just, just say in the MCU. Oh, in the MCU, in general. Yeah. No, I, I was talking. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely potential. There's definitely potential there. I was talking about for Avengers four, yeah. but he could definitely suit up in this this one. But anyway, it looks killer. Looks killer. I'm really pumped. Yeah, very very excited. Um, at this point, with the movies, at least it seems as though Marvel can do no wrong. Um, Except for last year. What did they do last year that wasn't good? I didn't. I didn't love Guardians two or Ragnarok. Yeah, look, but I mean, the, it, it's the, that's in comparison to their other films. They were really well received, generally, and um, generally, I'm I'm more keen this year. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kind of back on board. And I, you know what, I think Ragnarok was growing pains, um, in terms of of expanding to a kind of a different aesthetic early word on black panther is uh it's amazing incredible yeah the same shit we hear every single time best villain we've ever had that's yeah, what they yeah. said that's what they said about guardians spider-man and ragnarok last year Spider-Man and only only one of them only Spider-Man. one of them only one yeah, of them actually yeah. delivered yeah but, i did um, like ego i did like ego. yeah i like ego fine but he just turns into a big cg i miss it in um all right so next trailer blade runner 2050 yeah mute this was um, on the uh, most anticipated of the year podcast. Go mm. check that out. Another um, uh, Netflix sci-fi looking like Total Recall. Blade Runner. Yeah. I, so I've been Which really for. hankering for this movie, man. Mm. Like, From the director oh, of Warcraft. Warcraft. <laughs> such a weird... Um, that's definitely not the, the line to introduce uh, Duncan Jones. Well, they said moon. They, and, they, yeah. they like perfectly... Um, ranked his film and yeah. spaced them out. Yeah. You know, it's like Moon, Source Code, and Warcraft. Duncan Jones is, of course, um, David Bowie's son. Um, and uh, his first two films, Moon and Source Code, are fantastic. Mm. Um, so I've been really pumped to see Mute. It's been thrown around for years and years and years and years around Hollywood, and it's great to see it being made. Didn't love the trailer. 
Really? Didn't, didn't love the trailer. I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, but for me, very, very wishy-washy. Um, maybe that's on purpose. Maybe we're just trying to get more sell. Instead of sell plot details, we're selling more of a mood, more of a vibe. Yes, I can get behind that. But for this trailer as a whole, if I wasn't in in love with Duncan Jones, mm. I wouldn't necessarily be going out to see this movie. See, I kind of liked what they did with this trailer. I liked that I didn't really know what was going on. Like I didn't know who the good guys were, the bad guys were. I didn't really understand any of the really any of the dynamics. Um, First time I watched the trailer, I didn't even notice that um, Alexander Skarsgård was mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the end, it was like, "Why don't you talk?" I was like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, Ah, The came up my. "Ah." (laughs) I did the same thing. (laughs) Um, So very much the like. I just I like how they they. Pan it out. I like um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, yeah. yeah. I like that we got two Paul Rudd trailers this week. Yeah. And I think he looks awesome in this movie. He does. That I'm not mustache. sure, man. I'm not sure. Yeah. Really? I'm not sure. It's about weird the, that the you mustache. came into this the most excited, and it seems that makes like sense, me and Ben are, are leaving it the most My expectations. Excited. Yeah. I, um, I, I de- I'm chucking to The Last Jedi. I definitely recognize what you're saying, George. And um, like I can even see how this almost looks like a, a TV production. In a lot of ways, but I, I, it looks like Netflix. I, it's there's enough in the trailer that's um, enough different and intriguing that I'm I'm pretty keen for it. Let's see how we go. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's not much else to talk about. Yeah, that love Alexander Skarsgård coming out soon, very soon. I think it's like a couple of weeks away. So let's yeah. do a review for that. Yeah. Cool. Um, finally, we've got Unsane. This Steve is Soderbergh back in the mix. His secret iPhone filmed. Yeah, we reported on this a few months ago. News came out that um, he just secretly shot a, an iPhone movie. Damn, yeah. this looks absolutely fantastic. I love this trailer. The sound design towards the end oh. of it just chills me. I love oh. it. Mm. That last shot is just... Oh, <laughs> very much um, uh, psychological thriller yeah. kind of... Gothica, I believe. It's very much like it, uh, Shutter Island. Yeah, it didn't of. strike me as hugely original. Like it, it, it certainly wasn't that aspect of it that made me want to see this film. Um, it was the editing? It was the look. It looks a piece with um, side yeah. effects. His um, one with oh yeah, Rooney yeah. Mara and Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. yeah, that was a good film. I really dug that movie. That was very disturbing as well. Yeah, how those the, characters treated each other. The um, I won't say much, but the stabbing scene in that movie oh, is like one of the most disturbing shit. I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. I feel like it was um, diminishing returns in that film, but it had some amazing moments. Pretty harrowing ending, man. Mm. Pretty harrowing stuff. Mm. Soderbergh, though, like, just fucking love this guy, man. Like, I'm not necessarily into everything that he puts out. I don't don't really like his films, but... (laughs) The way he conducts himself in the modern-day Hollywood landscape, pumping out an a film shot on an iPhone. Mm. I salute you, my friend. Mm. A lot of people are like, "Oh, what a fucking gimmick!" Um, no, fuck them. Well, to some extent, I can understand where they're coming from because there are like there are better cameras of that like size you can use for this sort of thing. So it is a bit of a line to say like, "Oh, it's shot on an iPhone." I don't know who that's trying to appeal to necessarily, but um, I love that he just went and shot a movie. Yeah, um, he could have shot it on I, a five D, and it would have been better. I think it. I think it is. I do agree in in a sense that it is a bit of a gimmick. Um, kind of. What, what, what when you if hear it, it from me, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit, but I can understand, um, at least from a certain perspective, why he might want to try that. Like I can see him being like, I just kind of want to push my filmmaking. I want to see if I if I can. And if it and if it if it literally is just a bet with himself to see if he can make a film with an iPhone. Fine. I love how experimental he is. He had a miniseries lately. I don't know if you guys heard of this. Um, just like in the past couple of months, where it was like over a few nights, 
and you could choose which character's perspective to follow. It was like a mystery show oh. or something. Yeah, oh. it sounds like I heard it was really cool. I can't remember what it was called. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I love that kind of choose your own adventure. Yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Really, um, I like. Lo- yeah, he's always pushing weird little boundaries. I like it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Connor. Like, I hope that I hope that he's doing this as a challenge to mm. himself as a filmmaker, as opposed to a marketing gimmick. And to me, after watching the trailer, it looks like. Uh, authentic piece. Totally. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh I mean, is... In... I, I would be as impressed with it. Like, it, it will not make or break this film for me. I'd be as impressed if he yeah. shot it on a... 100%. Any other kind of camera 100%. of that size. Like yeah. a Canon or some shit. Like, I just... Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. But it... I agree. Yeah. Cool. All right. We got a little bit of Georgia Star Wars Corner coming hey. at you live from Corellia. That's right. <laughs> uh, we've got a you thing... fucking nerd. <laughs> Connor's throwing straws at me. Um, solo trailer to drop next week on Good Good Morning America. About fucking time. Day after the Super Bowl. So yeah, I, thought, the, it was, I, I so. thought they were going to look for a Super Bowl Super spot. Super Bowl the 5th? Is on I the Monday, whatever it is. These things. Or, sorry, Sunday in, in America. Yeah, so it's um, Monday Monday morning. So as the date, with we're, we're recording this now in early February of 2018. Oh, this film is coming behind up. the curtain, people. This film is coming out on the 25th of May. Like, <laughs> this is a very, very concentrated um, uh, Four months away. marketing campaign. That's not a <laughs> that's, good sign. That's, I'll be a, that's a very diplomatic way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, if you don't have enough footage and enough concept around a film to be able to put out a trailer like six months, eight months, a year out, you fucked up. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, they don't know what the film is yet. Like, they don't know how to promote and, it. And for a yeah. movie that is going to, like, a movie set in space and a Star Wars film, to be, like, only putting out a trailer now is kind of unacceptable. Do you think really? they're manhandling this thing in the edit room right now? Yeah. I think there's, like, three people all <laughs> editing it differently at the same I, time. Just, fucking I, I, I think that there's, like, I, I reckon the production <laughs> staff and editors, like, dropping, like, flies. They just, like, die of exhaustion or frustration and they just... Rotating door right of a line of people. <laughs> I, just, I genuinely, I think that everything that has, and, and I say this every single podcast, everything that has happened since Lord and Miller left has been bad news. There is not a single piece of good news that has come out. No, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm, I'm excited for Childish Gambino or uh, sorry, Donald Glover as um, Lando. But I mean, I had that before Lord Miller yeah. left. So yeah. I mean, it's that's not that's not anything. That's I watched happened I watched his yeah. uh, Grammys performance, and I was just like, I'm so ready for this guy to be that smooth, cool like yeah. Lando character. Yeah. I reckon that will be one of the only things I take away from this film, and that that I genuinely enjoy. But I and I, I, I hate going into a film expecting it to be bad, but. There has just been so much negativity around this film that I find it hard not to. Yeah. Okay, hot take. Maybe the movie is so good and they're so confident that they know they only need like a few months to promote it. But like this trailer, it's like, I mean, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. If we release this too soon, yeah, we're going to blow people's heads <laughs> yeah. off. But I mean, like, look, they could release a trailer four weeks before release date and just kill it. Like it's Star Wars. Like, I mean, everyone that's definitely going to see it is definitely going to see it like i mean you know uh, everyone that's kind of humming and hawing about star wars may or may not see like i reckon you could just you could promote this like 
four to six weeks out of release date and still make a matzah. You still make a matzah, but you wouldn't make as much if you do have that longer six month, eight months. You'd make less I of mean, a matzah. Because yeah. you, you've got to get into people's like minds. They want three, four matzahs, man. Every week we're, we're shitting on about movies. Like we're, we're, we know what's going on to a but certain degree. Like my my the, point the, is the layman or the everyman yeah. doesn't necessarily know that, Start, can, that Han Solo is coming out. No, can, that, can, that, that, can that be our, our like tagline? The podcast strikes back, shitting on about movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, my, my point it's is, not, is not, that not true. The brand awareness for Star Wars is significant enough that you're not the the idea of the marketing is not to um, to convince people to see something. It's, it's just, very much to say, hey, it's coming out. Yeah, exactly. And I think you yeah. don't need that length of time for that. You know. I don't know, man. I think there's a recipe for success for these marketing campaigns. I think there's a reason why oh, yeah. Marvel's putting out Ant-Man this week, six months ahead of its oh, release you keep, date. Oh, you keep the hype train going. Yeah. Look, this time next week, we'll be talking about the trailer itself. So let's yeah. save some for that. Um, I'm, so, I'm so not excited for I'm this. I'm so keen for this trailer, man. Let's record like a mini podcast midweek. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, AMC Theatres confirms three planets for Solo. Whoa. Corellia. Wow. On Solo's home planet, <laughs> Mimbin. Nimbin. Nimbin, uh, just next to Byron Bay. <laughs> lots and lots of herb. And, uh, and Kessel. So once again, once again, confirming the Kessel run is 99% You know what? I, I would have such a respect for Ron Howard if he just didn't put in the <laughs> Kessel run. I'd, I'd fucking love that. So man. I read a report this week that the Kessel run isn't happening in it. What, what report from Mojo Jojo <laughs> and his blog that has half an article? Shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, look. but it, I can't. I can't remember the publication. It just you know came up at me in my Facebook page, and they were feed. just thinking that it might, or just, <laughs> just he was like some dude. He's like, it might not happen. <laughs> well <laughs> done. <laughs> Lock it in. Uh, um, potentially though. Potent- well, yes, pot- obviously potentially. Potent- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm pumped to see Corellia. I'm actually really pumped to see what they do. I really with that hope planet. everyone wears vests. They will. Just like everyone is. Do you in know vests. what? It's like I, a Han Solo uniform. They're all good. I I hate the fact that I'm just shitting on this film before it's. Uh, I've even seen a trailer fan, for it. You're fantastic but beasting it. I well, not really because <laughs> this is this is legitimately been a nightmare. Because I'm day me one. and you're you. Um, I have I have faith. I don't know why. I have faith I, as well for some no, reason. I, I think the, 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 the new Star Wars movies, I haven't loved them all. I think they've been strong in several ways. So I have, like, I'm just thinking about the, the, the Kessel Run specifically. I don't think it's going to be as lame as we think. I think they're going to do something interesting with it. Oh, should, look, look, it'll be an awesome action sequence. No, I mean, it'll like, I think like... they'll do something interesting with it. Like, they'll subvert expectations on it. Like, yeah. the Kessel Run turns out to be something really lame that he just cites as this amazing thing yeah okay. like, that'd I, be I, funny I think they'll take it from an interesting I'd angle like that. that's what I mean yeah um, but Evan Lee he's going to be pod racing on Corellia wow that is not true yeah <laughs> I don't believe that for a second we'll see yeah where, I, where I love that, that information don't get my hopes up <laughs> um, AMC Theatres AMC Theatres so he will be up. pod racing supposedly potentially oh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah, look, I just I hate that I'm shitting on this film, but I just none of this interest. I like I don't want to see Han Solo do anything. I'm, pumped. I'm just I'm, I'm so done pumped. with that character. We have to now though. We're locked in. I'm getting pumped. We're gonna see it. Do you, do you genuinely want to see a young Han Solo? Are you interested in seeing that? No, backstory? but it's coming, so I'm gonna try and like figure it out. 
going to try and figure this, navigate this uh, treacherous path. Hope we get to we get to see some more of a life day on Keshik. Oh, I think God. that would be fun. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Righty, well that's it for Georgia Star Wars Corner. Um, we're going to do a question of the week. I I I can I can. Is that the question of the one. week? <laughs> yeah, I can think of one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most useless henchman. Most useless henchman. Like I've got one in my in my head. So you should probably. Um, so I'll kick it off. I'm probably going to steal yours. No, it's it's um it's stormtroopers, particularly in the original um, trilogy. Notoriously, they, they, they started notoriously. out strong. They got um. <laughs> Uncle these, Owen and yeah. <laughs> Aunt Peru pretty damn good. Well, I mean, like with blaster marks everywhere, like these are stormtrooper snipers. You can tell because of the precision. Yeah, but they, like, they like... <laughs> where did the, where, where are com- those guys? Completely obli- yeah, obliterated them. Let's get a movie about those, those dudes. But yeah, just it, it, it's a trope, but like just throughout the series, they've been notoriously useless. And even in the new ones, I mean, like... They, I think they I think lost you, Ray in a in a big star killer base thing with like thousands of these guys roaming the hallway, and she somehow what like just slipped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah relatively, yeah. or or um, uh, big silvery chick. Um, Phasma. Phasma, thank you. Um, I mean, she rolled over ridiculously easy in yeah. the Force Awakens. What about um, um you know, an even I would say even lower ranking um minion is the. The droids, the battle droids in the prequels. Those, you know, like, just, even, is this the Star Wars theme? <laughs> even even George Lucas, there's a there's a there's a behind the scenes bit where he's um Steven Spielberg's hanging out with George Lucas and they're talking about George Lucas is like, Hey, this is the new like this is like the new stormtrooper. They're the droids and, and the Jedi, they just cut them down like butter. He says that. They just fuck them up. Like they literally pose no threat. Then they just and, turn them all off. And it's like pfft, well, Good on you, bro. Mm. Good on you. Really raising the stakes. Yeah. Is that your answer? <laughs> Steven Spielberg's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George, you're the man. Yeah, you're, you're the man. N- n- now, George? Yeah. <laughs> um, Is that your answer? I'm Is trying to think. I'm trying to think of an actual more like a minion, like a one, like... Uh, a single henchman. A single henchman. Okay, yeah. Um, I was thinking more as a group. Yeah, like yeah. The minions kind of yeah. got me thinking about it, but... um, I was going to say minions just for the memes. <laughs> Just, I actually find them entertaining in the films, but uh, yeah. the memes. But the, the subsequent memes. cultural <laughs> yeah. phenomenon of Everything memes else. is Ugh. terrible. Because those, those, not even those memes, but like the, the, that they've been like on motivational posters and shit. Like, just keep hanging on. You're like, why minions though? Why <laughs> does that have any so relevance? Weird. I know it's not their fault, but what minions? What are you doing? Mignon. <laughs> um, you have. Filet <laughs> 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 mignon. This is um, the French version. Uh, yeah, let's us wrapped up for the week. Next week we'll hopefully be talking about Solo because I, I need to talk about Imagine this. Imagine if thing, the trailer man. doesn't come out. I'll I will be <laughs> freaking out, man. I'll be freaking You're sweating out. bullets. Um, and uh, we got Black Panther review coming up in a couple of weeks. That's going to be real cool. We're also doing. Um, uh, is it a midnight screening of uh, uh, Black Panther? No, I think it's an eight PM start. Yeah, in Randwick, Sydney. So yeah. if you're in uh, in the area, drop on by next Wednesday, the 14th of Feb. At uh, the Randwick Ritz. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be on stage. Come say hey. We'll always want to talk yeah. movies, so come say howdy. Yeah. We always do a bit of trivia before the movie. Um, so if you want to... Don't, don't approach me. I'm, I don't like strangers. <laughs> 
I will just ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> Connor and I will be friendly though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how this goes down yeah, actually, yeah. every time. Talk to my talk to my agent. And, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with the boys, Connor. Wiedersehen. And uh, Benny's. Yes. <laughs>